Welcome, everyone, to another issue of Four Guys in a Comic. This is Red, and I've got with me my guys, Tap. Say hello, Tap. What up? And we got Nova. Hail Nova. Yeah, that's right. Hail Nova. But unfortunately, Rusty couldn't be with us today. Um, turns out that he's actually getting fitted for his uh, spandex uh, venom costume. So we have something to look forward to. But oh, yeah. in his Nova place. Con 2017. Yes. So look for, uh, look, look for Rusty in his uh, spandex. Something we all really don't need to see. But anyways, in his place, we have with us Zach. Hey, Zach, how's it going, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, going well, thanks. So we reached out to some of our listeners, and we wanted to pull somebody in, and Zach made the call. Yep, he jumped so, on. He's like, hey, I'm going to yeah. jump on and talk with these three <laughs> morons. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of listeners, you know what? I have to throw this out there. You know, we are listened to in 63 different countries right now. 63 wow. countries. Yes, amazing. At, I can't least count one that pers- at least one person in 63 countries. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. if you actually look at the number of downloads and listens, it's, it's obviously more than one. But it's kind of cool. We're, you know, we're out there in 63 countries. Um, number seven on that list happens to be Belgium. And I got to give a special shout out to our Belgium listeners out there because, you know, I just... Imagine you're all out there lacking a comic book store, sitting around a table, drinking a pint and listening to us uh, talking about comics. So if you guys have any questions, would like to have anything answered, like some shout outs or anything. Hey, you know, we're always there on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Reach out to us and uh, let us know who you are. I think at this point we can say we're like everywhere. You can. Is there a social media thing that we wouldn't be on? I guess Tinder. If you're looking to match. Yeah, with no, we're we we're, we're not on Tinder. Uh, yeah, no, we're not. But I mean, you know, all the other stuff. It's easy to get in touch. That is true. Oh, I don't think so Zach that's... would be on Tinder either. I don't think you can get in touch with Zach on Tinder. Or no. can you? Well... No, I'm barely on <laughs> Facebook or uh, Twitter. <laughs> I don't have time for those shenanigans. Oh, good for you. Now, I do have to say, though, you know, I have to apologize, Zach. I lied to you. I told you we're going to be talking about boobs tonight. We're really not talking about boobs. So, you know. Yeah, I'm on here under full screen tenses. <laughs> so we'll talk about comics instead. Unless you want to talk about comic boobs, you know, and the fact that I, I, I don't know. Well, right, you're a pro. It would be you interesting made a whole to see how, video. Yeah, it would be interesting to see how Liefeld could draw a boob. Oh. Uh. When do you put a pouch on it? Well, we've seen that. Yeah, I thought, I thought we were oh, raking uh, uh, heroin and uh, villainous uh, chest sizes, so, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. We could. Uh, Power Girl got some all beat. That's that's all we got. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If I was going to look at boobs, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I mean... I well played (laughs) that would be uh, madam hyder in the background (laughs) yeah she's not a fan of wonder woman not anymore anyway so i I have to i have to ask so whose comic boobs can i look at (laughs) no boobs for me (laughs) no this is resounding zero (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on from boobs. <laughs> oh, so what have you guys been uh, up to? Well, we do have some sad news. Um, now, at time of this recording, it's it happened today. Uh, by the time you guys hear this podcast, it will have been about a week. Um, so it is going to be a little delayed. But Bernie Wrightson, uh, sadly, uh, passed away at the age of 68 today. Uh, due to a battle with uh, brain cancer. Yeah, so. the, uh, one of the dads of Swamp Thing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I love me some Swamp Thing, but um, once I once I found out this morning about it, I just sort of went on Google Images, and if you look at Bernie Wrightson's artwork, oh. it is unbelievable. It is so damn good. Um, anything horror he did just looks incredible like i'm surprised rusty has never mentioned him reading all the horror he does yeah it's phenomenal and you want to talk about line work oh Oh my my god they're they're images that i'm like i think color would ruin this oh yeah for (laughs) sure it just looks so much loss to the the comic world yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see comics drawn with this much detail. Um, That's yeah. crazy. So, so sad day in the comic world, and yeah. Bernie writes in wherever you are. May you rest in peace, good sir. Now, that being said, um, we can't just dwell on, on the unhappiness of the comic world. We need to dwell on some things that we're excited about this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, once again, at the time of this recording... Unworthy Thor number five has not released, but by the time you hear this recording, it will have been out for a few days. So let's play a little, let's have a little fun. What do you guys, let's go around the room here. What do you guys think Fury said to Thor? Let's see who can get the closest out of the four of us here. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you're, know, re- you're really a life model decoy. All right, you're an LMD. That's Red's. That's Red's guess. He's an LMD. That is my. That is my actual guess. That's what I really think it is. I think it's. Um, I don't know, man. It's maybe tough. it's like. Maybe it was like Squirrel Girl is outselling you. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. I don't know, man. It. it <laughs> It, it, I don't. It's probably going to be something that I dislike. Um, as a serious guess, it'll probably be like uh, Odin is not your daddy or something. <laughs> Those are his exact Odin, words. Uh, Odin is yeah, not yeah, yeah. your daddy. I'm your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Zach? Now, going by the tone of the series, it's either going to be you're in it for the glory um, rather than you know the honor or something or you know do you like dressing in a tutu too much as a child <laughs> yeah it's it's so unpredictable the thor what about you tap what? well first of all i gotta say zach's first guest is is like yeah. you're in it for the wrong reasons um yeah, you've lost your way sort of thing yeah i could definitely see that being the case um i did not think of that on my own so therefore i will not steal it uh but i could definitely see that being the case and i think that honestly it's probably the best guess out of any of us um because my guess is he's gonna say something for you agents of shield agents of shield fans um i think he's gonna say something along the lines of like you've been to tahiti Mm-hmm. Meaning that he's dead and he's been brought back, so he's no longer worthy because he's died. Some somewhere along the way, Thor died and he came back, sort of Thor zombie. Or will just simply be. Dude, alive. did they not do? They did that once before, right? Am I or am I thinking of the wrong thing? They made like a, I guess an LMD Thor. I don't recall. Yeah, an LMD Reed. Thor. Uh, Reed made a. Uh, a that was in Thor. Civil War, right? Yeah, that was in mm. Civil War, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Hey, man, maybe the LMD thing is true. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think yeah. probably Zach's got a really good guess, though. You're in for the because you're right. If you've been reading Unworthy Thor, it is a kind of all about like the glory of the hunt and the the battle and you know whatnot. So I could, I could see that. I don't know. I'm just sad that Unworthy Thor. Is everybody here reading Unworthy Thor? The four issues that are out. Yeah. Negative. Okay, Zach, you are Nova. Are you? Oh my god, it's so good. It's, I'm not even that big of a Thor fan. I am a Jason Aaron fan, but I'm not even that big of a Thor fan. And this book is phenomenal. I'm sad that it's ending. Yeah, well, Jason Jason Aaron, I've said this before, just writes such a good Thor, like Thor Odinson. He writes such a good one um, that it reads better than maybe something like The Mighty Thor. I don't know, I haven't read that series in a long time yeah what was that the was it thor god of thunder is that what it was that jason aaron did yeah that was that was awesome god dang yeah and like i said i'm not even that big of a thor fan yeah neither am i i was basically in the series just to find out what the heck fury said (laughs) and uh and then you get blown away right see yeah you get blown away i like this hellhound yes tooth nasher yeah uh, no, uh, Thor, Thorgy or whatever they call him. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, that. the little the little hellhound that was also in uh, in the collectors. Oh, oh, collection. oh, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Mm. I was thinking of his goat. Toothmasher <laughs> <laughs> is great. Toothmasher is awesome. I'm sorry, and that that's like the best name for a goat ever. <laughs> <laughs> Toothmasher. 
That is epic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm curious, though. We're going to find out Wednesday, because it drops Wednesday, and I'm sure every one of us will be... I mean, this is like, mm-hmm. what, two years in the making? Of Three, what, I think. What Fury said yeah, before? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It better be good. That's all I got to say. Because if we waited yeah. this long, and it's something like... I don't. I don't even. I can't even think of something clever at the moment. But if it's something, insert clever thing here. If it's that, you know, I'm just gonna be. I don't know. I'm gonna be. I wouldn't be surprised being Nick Spencer that it would be something uh, that will piss people off and create commotion, and you won't understand until you start reading three or four more issues down the road. But he's. But unworthy Thor ends with number five. That's the last issue. There's yeah. no more unworthy Thor after number five. I thought there was something else following it afterwards. Or am I mistaken? I don't know. I don't follow Marvel enough to know, so I don't <laughs> want to play like I do know and then misspoke, misspeak, misspoke, misspoken. Because yeah, I don't. I'd have to imagine that something else would follow uh, since he'd be getting a hammer again afterwards. Mm-hmm. But is it gonna fall? But is he getting a hammer? We don't know. He's. Yeah, it's it's weird. Because Beta Ray mm-hmm. Bill offered up the one, he declined. Well, he's I don't remember the last issue, but he's going after the, the ultimate Yeah, he's one, going right? after the ultimate hammer, but he has right now he doesn't have it. Yeah, but with how this has been culminating, uh, uh, I'd imagine he's going to get the ultimate hammer and get the power of. And then you've the got ultimate an ultimate Thor. Yeah, then you've got an ultimate Thor title. That'll be a new mm-hmm. ongoing. There you go. It's still an adjective. It doesn't necessarily mean the Ultimate Universe one, but... Well, I guess it depends on who's writing it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I'm actually enjoying the art in Unworthy Thor as well. And like I've said before, there's not very many Marvel titles that I enjoy the art in. Um, But Unworthy Thor is really good. It's putting them on blast. I'm not trying to. It's just it's not very good. It's, like, it's very stylized I can name and one kiddish. Title with good artwork. Uh, it's it's very good. stylized and kiddish. You know what I mean? It's like a, it looks like a Disney cartoon. Mm. Which, mm. if I wanted that, I will watch Disney cartoons. I will watch the Disney XD cartoons if that's what I wanted. But that's not what I want. I want to read the comic. So you know, I don't know. No, not to say Marvel doesn't have good artists because they do, but. Very few, but they, they do. They do have some. I mean, like right now, I'm reading uh, uh, Wade's Daredevil run uh, with Chris mm-hmm. Samney. A gorgeous book. It's absolutely amazing. It's super well done. Dude, are you reading? You got to read Black Widow then. Is it that good? I it's keep the same team. Things. Same team. Yeah, Black mm-hmm. Widow's just not a character that has ever interested me, though. So that's why I'm like, is it that good that it? It can take a non-fan of the character and make you like it. Well, that just show that'll just be proved by how much you like the creators and how much they can, you know, that's their true. magic to get you. That's true. I've heard, mm-hmm. I have heard good things about um, Black Widow though, and mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. I heard a lot of good things about that one as well. Yeah, I like Matt Fraction also. He he puts out some good stuff. Mm. <laughs> so, what have you guys been reading this week? Yeah, Zach, you're you're the guest of honor. Yeah, yeah, you've been reading? Oh man, I've been catching up because I was like three weeks behind on comics. So, um, it's kind of all of a blur. I uh, got through what Batman, Detective Comics, Harley, Six Criminals, Power Rangers, Power Rangers Justice League, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Spider-Man, Deadpool. Oh, oh, I finally, uh, I've been missing the Red, new Red Sonja series that came out, so I got caught up on three months of that. Nice. So out of all, that's a quite a huge list. Out of all that stuff, what's the <laughs> one thing for the listeners you can say, oh my god, this is the thing that I just love the most that you would say, guys, pick this up now. Actually, honestly, the Red Sonja series. She's in the future now. Uh, present day Manhattan. And it's actually really fun. It's uh, not as gimmicky as I thought it would be. And it's uh, actually really enjoyable. Who's writing that? I cannot remember. Fair enough. (laughs) See, importantly, how are the boobs? uh, Well drawn. Okay, there you go. (laughs) You get a a few bath scenes. (gasps) 
So you did say you're now caught up. Uh, I just want to back up here because as as you, people know, you know me and Nova do a lot of the DC Rebirth stuff. So you are now caught up on Batman and Detective and um, yep. Harley. You said okay. So first of all, oh, how God. are you liking <laughs> Batman and the new current arc that's happening? The I am Bane. Oh, uh, it's interesting, but kind of messed up. Um. You know, I, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it just, it's something seems off about it to me. Um, I don't know. I, I can't really place my finger on it. D- it doesn't seem like, one, Batman would enlist the Arkham inmates at, and arm them at that to help fight Bane. That doesn't seem like Batman at all. But okay, I can I, I guess I, I can see your point. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can understand that. Yeah, but but that but that last issue, <laughs> I think, is Batman nineteen. It didn't it didn't just suck you in, and you're like, oh my god, this is the most amazing Bane ever. Yeah, Bane as is he's just badass. running the gauntlet. <laughs> I mean, just beating the shit out of everybody. Well, no, yeah, Bane, Bane's off the charts. I mean, he's doing <laughs> shit that Bane's never done before, but. Um, I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. The Batman aspect of it's kind of taking me back from it. You okay. Know? Yeah. I can see Tom, that, I guess. Or is Tom, it King's, just, Tom King's the... been writing a different Batman in general from like, I guess what Scott Snyder did. He's more edgy. Like this Batman, he just sort of, he's doing more things I guess he wouldn't expect him to do. I guess I was Relative just... to like 50 issues of Scott Snyder's Batman, which was like super methodical and it all sort of made sense because it was really explained yeah, I guess I was just so excited to see Bane whooping ass, I didn't even stop to think about <laughs> Batman arming Arkham Inmates. It didn't yeah. even occur to me. I was enjoying the ride. That it, how, now, what about the facts like a reverse Nightfall? Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Well, and like when he broke into Santa Prisa and he kept chanting, you know, hand over the psycho pirate, I'm going to break your goddamn back, and just kept chanting that over and over again. That was pretty fun. So, between Batman and Detective, um, which one are you liking more? I'm liking Detective more. Yeah, wow, that's what, that's what I figured. Hey man, I'm on the I'm I'm on the same page. I'm loving Batman, but at the same time, there's something about Detective because it's been so consistently amazing. I like Detective, but I'm enjoying Batman more. Oh, on the same side of like all the Batman characters, I'm a huge Tim Drake fan and the only time I get any glimpses of Tim Drake is in Detective. Detective. Okay. Well he was in like Superman or Action Comics a couple weeks ago. Yeah, for like a page. For like panel. <laughs> <laughs> like a little like a little scene. Um so I guess my next question for you then, Zach, is you said something about Harley Quinn. You said that you're all caught up. Um I've Howard said this several times on the pod. I tried to give every single rebirth title a shot. I think I read, what do we read, Nova? Four or five issues of Harley? Something yeah. like that. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I can't, I can't do it. So I guess I got to ask. I've said several times, like, I just, it's probably one of my least favorite books out there. So as somebody that's enjoying it and reading it, what is it about them? Like, what am I missing? Um, well, she is essentially the DC version of Deadpool. Correct. She's more lighthearted than Deadpool. She's still trying to write, you know, follow the right path, but she's also still way more willing to bash somebody's head in. She still has a tendency to kill somebody uh, than Deadpool. But, um, I mean, she's way better looking than Deadpool, which makes it easier to read. And, uh, um, I don't know, it's... Uh, more lighthearted than the Deadpool tends to be. She doesn't break the fourth wall as much, so you can kind of get into it a little bit more than constantly breaking it like with Deadpool. My problem with it was just the stories weren't draw- the story wasn't drawing me in at all. It was just sort of Correct. like the zombie apocalypse. The best parts were when like Red Tool would get yeah, you know, launched Tool into was a hospital. Grace. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that, that's what a lot of it is. Is her her uh, secondary characters kind of help bring you into it too. She's got. She had poison ivy in there a lot. Uh, her arcs tend to spend about three or four comics, and then it's a whole new 
you know, story arc. It's, you know, something else. Let's see. Got a current three-story arc that actually kind of ties in a little bit with something from the Starfire series. Because you meet up with uh, Adelie or Atley from, uh, uh, that we get introduced to in the Starfire series from uh, that underground place. And they have to fight this Dorkrom guy. And Power Girl comes in again. It's more or less her interactions with the um, other DC characters that kind of make it more enjoyable. And she actually had uh, uh, about a three-comic arc with Joker. Um, Really? Yeah, she shows up to Arkham. No, 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 present day. Oh, so it's one of the actual... She shows up to Arkham. And this is in Rebirth? I want to say it was post-Rebirth. I can't remember exactly. Um, when it was, because I've been reading since it first started. But she shows up to Arkham, beats the living crap right out of him. Yeah, because this was just before Suicide Squad came out. Because after she beats the living crap out of him, uh, they redo her hair to make it look like her hair does in Suicide Squad. Mm. And uh, they give her a new jacket that has something to do with uh, owning Joker. And... Um, then later, Joker shows up at her place and tries to turn over a new leaf, and Red Tool becomes her protector. Um, they agree to meet at like noon, but Red Tool pushes her uh, alarm clock ahead, so she sleeps into like three <laughs> and uh, meets Joker in her stead. But uh, oh, yeah, nice. so it's actually it's not a bad book. Uh, yeah, like the zombie one. I think I skipped ahead a few pages there because not all of it's winners. See, I, um, the zombie one for me was okay. The one that I kind of started really skipping ahead on was like the punk rock band one. And the one where she was like going to India started, or whatever. Like I just yeah, I couldn't the, get into those. The punk rock one was the one that started to lead into her meeting up with Joker again. Dude, yeah. Issues 11, 12, and 13 All right. have the Joker in them. All right. I will go back and reread those. Or not reread. I never read them to begin with. I will go back and read um, 11, 12, and 13 and see if it see if my attitude changes. So yeah, I'm, I'll do I, the same thing. I'm not going to poo-poo right. anything. So I'll go back and read it. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll take your uh, recommendations, Zach, just, and uh, just based see. on Joker. But yeah, we'll be yeah, yeah. It's strictly based on Joker. <laughs> yeah. So well, then I'm kind of curious because with the rebirth, they say there's three Jokers, and you haven't seen any Joker. Well, I guess in Batman Beyond you saw Joker, but that takes place in the frickin' future. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens. I stopped reading Batman Beyond once Tim Drake was out of the picture. Oh, sir. Batman Beyond Rebirth is so good. Oh, my God. It's good. It's one of my... Yeah, it's so good. I really, really dig it. So you also mentioned Power Rangers and uh, Power Rangers Justice League. How are you liking those? Uh, The Justice League one, I'm not so thrilled with. I'm um, with you. Yeah. I was actually really uh, happy or really like stoked for it, and then it just let let down. Yeah, uh, crossover one that I'm reading right now that I forgot about is uh, uh, Batman the Animated Series and Ninja Turtles. That one I love. I don't know if I've read that one. Oh yeah, have you read that one? You're a Ninja Turtle fan. I've I read I think two issues. Um, I think they're no. up to like issue four or five. Yeah, I got I got to catch up on that because I love the norm the the original one they did, and I love those two shows. So I mean, it's uh, no something is, I've just neglected. Now is this like the '90s Turtles or is this like Nickelodeon Turtles? It, it's the current Nickelodeon Turtles and the '90s uh, Batman series. It'd be even better if it was '90s Batman and '90s Turtles. That would make uh, it even better. Ah, see. <laughs> Because I, I did you ever watch the? Um, I can't remember the name of the movie, but they did a movie where the like 2008 turtles met up with all the incarnation of the other animated turtles. Yeah, TM it was TMNT, wasn't it? It was the 2008 cartoon. They met up with the 80s cartoon, and they uh, met up with the original comics turtles. They were in black and white. Hmm. Okay, I haven't seen that one then. I want to see it. It sounds awesome. 
Yeah, because uh, they traveled to the uh, the 80s cartoon world, and all of them were trying to get back to the original world. And Donatello was like, well, here, I can make it with, like, a flashlight and some other stuff. And, and the other Donatello's like, that's never going to work. And he, and the 80s Donatello's like, oh, yeah, you just need some intuition and some imagination. And with the flashlight, made the portal, and like, all right, well, whatever works. And then they uh, <laughs> yeah. go to get transported to the source universe which is the black and white comic universe and they meet up with the original turtles and they start making fun of the 2008 turtles because they have um different colored bandanas and so Raphael <laughs> from 2008 goes yeah but look at these guys they have their letters uh, for their names on their belt buckles uh it's awesome okay and this is a movie so, um, <laughs> Yeah, it was like a TV movie. It was out in like 2008 or something like that. I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. Well, I know you're good at finding this. So if you happen to find it, feel free to drop us a link and let us know. So now I'm really yeah, cool. I know. Sounds I like, see yeah. this. Sounds like something you would talk about on that uh, one podcast. What is that? Uh, Fork Found? <laughs> <laughs> Which Zach is actually a guest on this last week. But, uh, yeah, back to the original question, um, Power Rangers, uh, the non-team-up one, um, yeah, I'm really digging that one. Yes, yes, I, I, yes. Kyle Higgins is writing. It's amazing. Yes. Um, digging the art, uh, everything about it is just amazing. Uh, the new stories, I mean, it's close enough to the original, um, you know, story where, you know, you're not so far flung from what we remember from our childhood, but it's original enough to where it's not like we're rereading uh, the same old stuff. How do you like the bulk and skull stuff in the back? I was enjoying it. Got a little tired with it the last few issues. I'd actually kind of prefer just more main story stuff at this point because the main story is really freaking good and I just like a lot more of that in the book. Well, it sounds like you've been reading quite a bit this last yeah. week. Yes. <laughs> what about you, you, Nova? What's your pick of the week this week? Oh, my pick of the week? That's tough. Uh, I'll actually go with... Have you guys read Tom Strong, any of you? No. Alan Moore? You and me were discussing it earlier this week, but uh, I haven't read it. It It's so good. I've read, um, I've read, I think, seven issues now, and it is just so cool. Basically, like... The first issue is awesome. It starts off with like this kid getting a, a an invitation to a strongman club, and the strongman club was made by Tom Strong and his family. So in it, he gets issue number one, and he's like <laughs> on his way to school, and he's like, "Oh, oh, I can't wait to read this book, Great Scott, and all this stuff." So he starts reading, and it's like the origin of um of Tom Strong, and basically his parents go on this like deserted island called like. Abaratu Terra or something like that. I'm probably saying it just slightly wrong. Um, but it's so cool. They build this robot butler guy and they call him, uh, I think it was Phoenix or something. Um, they have, there's like this, they, they have this gorilla named Solomon who has like an English accent and he's just always arguing with the, with the robot. It's awesome. So this kid's like reading this origin and then while he's reading it, his like bus is getting hijacked and Tom Strong is coming to save it. So everyone's like, oh my God, it's Tom Strong. He's like, guys, can you keep it down? I'm reading here. You're so rude. <laughs> so he's reading about Tom Strong while all this is happening. It's just so much fun. And then he gets off the train. He walks into like walks past the subway station and you see him walk by Tom Strong as he's reading the book and the guy he and he's just like welcome to the strongman club it was so cool and it just made me smile so much all the way through and after that I was sold it's just like great great like uh, silver age adventures but written with like modern dialogue and modern storytelling styles mm. it's really I mean it's Alan Moore it's that sounds fantastic. like that might be a Red's book Red's yeah Alan. I was gonna yeah. say I, I yeah, can see me getting sure. into that you would really dig it. Um, the covers are like, the covers are so silver. They just have all this text of like Tom Strong versus the nefarious fools from. And it's just like super cheesy on purpose, um, just to sort of resemble those older comics. It's so cool. It's just a, a really nice throwback to fun books. Nice. Oh, and I've been reading my absolute new frontier, but um, you know, it's just too great, too great to <laughs> put into words. That book looks so good. Yeah, especially in that huge absolute format. 
got lucky with that one. So what about you, Tap? What is your pick this week? What is My this one pick thing for just... this week would probably have to be I Hate Fairyland number 11. Ooh, um, yeah, I Hate Fairyland finally is back. It was on hiatus for a while. Um, and to be honest, I never, like, forgot about the title, but I kind of just, it got put on the back burner, you know? Like, you just, if it doesn't come out for a while, you tend to move on to other books. And so I didn't even know that it was coming out. And then I happened to see it. And I was like, oh. So I immediately read it. It was like one of the first things that I read. And it was, uh, it was epic. It was just as good as all the other I Hate Fairyland. So, I mean, if you are a fan of I Hate Fairyland, this one does not, uh, does not disappoint. Um, basically, uh, Gertrude meets a, uh, muffin fluffer that is, sim- <laughs> muffin fluffer. That, that, that. that is, that is similar to herself and, uh, <laughs> discovers it's not as cool as it seems. Basically she goes to a con to a, a convention, uh, and meets like this, like her idol and finds out that her idol isn't like all that it's cracked up to be. And so then she gets all like kind of pissed off and then she runs into somebody that's like a fan of hers and she's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to treat my fans like this person. I'm going to, I'm going to befriend them and stuff. And so then she befriends this fan and then discovers that like having two of the same, like it's basically a mini me of her. And she's like, this is just too much. I can't do this. Like <laughs> it's uh it's pretty good. I like it. So yeah, I hate fairyland. Scotty young. That's my, that's my pick of this. Well, you got to think too, when we're recording this, this was like this last week. So I guess it'll be like a week and a half ago, but that's my pick. I hate Fairyland. That's cool. Wow. Well, just to interject here, Tap, um, it wasn't just a a mini her. It turned out to be a better her. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It was good. It was a really fun issue. I loved it. I just miss looking at Scotty Young artwork at this point. Well, go That's get a big I enough reason. Yeah, go get That's a big enough reason for me to read it. Yeah, hopefully and he does such a great job with the story. Hopefully, it's back again. On um, it'll be monthly again. Hopefully, going forward. Yeah. So yeah, waiting for the hardcover. Comicology. That that's that's the reason I hold off waiting on the hardcover. Well, when it comes out, you're really going to enjoy it. Trust yeah, us for sure. But I know myself, man, I've gone through like 20, 25 comics this week. And, you know, today, you know, I have been knew we were going to be recording tonight. just kept wrestling with what is the one thing that sticks out in my head that I just, you know, can't, can't think goal? about. Can't stop thinking about, you know. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw one that's going to surprise you guys. All right. Rebirth. Batman oh. number 19. Oh, that is wow. definitely Nap. my pick of the week. I cannot stop thinking about it after reading it. It's like I really, really want to back read the the series, and I can't wait for issue number twenty. I wait, 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 wait. You were the man that read the first five issues of this, and me and Nova were like going off about how amazing <laughs> issue know. five was. And now you're all about it, like the the. I I, I think it was that storyline, that storyline at the time. I just didn't enjoy it, but now with this storyline, I see this arc. It's like I want more. Okay, well, I, I will say the arc, the Bane arc prior to this Bane arc was a little lackluster. So <laughs> don't. Uh, it's, well, it's only like I say. I already got one through five. Now I just got to do through six to eighteen. I might as well do the whole thing. So in case there's something, no, I'm I with miss. you. I'm with like you, and that. I think yeah. that's awesome. I think that's great of you. But just there, the, the one Bane arc is a little lackluster. I will say gotcha. that. But yeah, that's the one thing that I keep going back to today. It's like that's the one that I can't wait for the next issue to drop. It was amazing. It was. I mean, everything, the story, the art. Um, the puns in it, I, I I still chuckle with, you know, Calendar Man on the ground, you know, I'll see you next time, same bad time, same bad <laughs> I just love that stuff. I, I, I love those one-liner quirky little things, and that it just really appealed to uh, my sense of humor as well. Well, he was, he was like, Calendar Man was like a reporter, uh, I think. In yeah, the new, new 52. 52. <laughs> he did like the last two pages, which were talking about everything, like the major thing going on in the DC universe. Yeah. He was like one Channel of the reporters. 52 News or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's great. Oh, that's, like Even I said, like that's mine. And I kind of have to chuckle now because here I am, the image guy promoting uh, Rebirth, and our Rebirth guy over there is promoting Image today. <laughs> <laughs> 
crazy how that happened. <laughs> I know, I know. But I will also say I had an epiphany uh, a couple days ago, and I was just going to throw this out there, you know, for Invincible. Um, who, who hears it all read it? I am up through issue 125, 126, and then I'm kind of waiting for it to finish off to binge the rest. Okay. How about you, Zach? Oh, yeah, I'm all up to date. Okay. And uh, Nova, you've read it all, if I understand correctly. No, I'm not up to date anymore. I'm just waiting for it to end now. Yeah. Um, So we all know that Science Dog is one of the jokes within the comic. Yes. He came out in the first um, issue with... uh, Mark sitting there on the toilet reading a, a copy of an, of Science Dog. Came back again in issue 10. And now, kind of going back, if you remember in issue 10, you know, Mark goes to his uh, local comic book store to pick up his back issues of Science Dog. And he comes to find out that the uh, creator, the author of Science Dog, is there doing a signing. You know, uses his powers, goes home, gets a short box, and meets the creator to sign things. And he's talking with them and everything. Great panel. You yeah. know about how he keeps recycling panels so he can get stuff out in time for dramatic yeah, yeah. effects and everything. Yeah, um, and I was just thinking, you know what? The way that I want to see Invincible end because we know it's going to be ending soon. The way I want to see it end is to Mark go back to his local comic book store to pick up his all these back issues of Science Dog, his favorite comic book, only to find out it's been canceled. <laughs> oh man that is the way Kirkman needs to end it uh, that's that, a good ending it is a and nice I, a nice like uh, a light hearted note to finish it off yeah and taking I'm actually, you back to day one I'm actually planning on tweeting that out to uh, Kirkman these days <laughs> I want to see I, I want to see if he'll he'll bite off of it you know oh man We'll see. Speaking of Kirkman, is Outcast still ongoing or is that one done? It's still going. It's still going, yeah. Is it? I didn't know if it was like a like a thirty issue thing and then it was done, or if it was going to continue to be ongoing. That's his new baby. He is. That's one of the reasons also why he's ending Invincible, so he can devote more time to his new project. Yeah, and his shows. Um, <laughs> it, it does actually. But... <laughs> No, I do want um, to go back and and read Outcast. I know Red, you've been telling me I need to go read it for a while, but I because how many issues is it up to now? Like twenty five or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. it, he he does have an end for it though. He knows how he's going to end the series, so um, I don't. He doesn't know what number, I guess, but he has an ending in mind. Okay, which is good to know. So it won't be uh, going for infinite issues. And the, I guess, actually, I think some of those some of that's already in trade now too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there's a there's a deluxe. Yeah, there's board. a deluxe book. I've I've pondered it quite a few times. Yeah, yeah I just double checked. Yeah, it's 25 that's out now. Ooh, right on the money. Boom! Yep. Nova knows Someone's all. Someone's been browsing Comicsology. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's probably time for us to wrap things up and give a call to our guest. everyone it is that time of the podcast where we bring you a weekly interview now this week we have the guinness book world record holder of swamp thing memorabilia john welcome to the show my friend thank you so much for having me yes thank you for for joining us so um a little bit of a background on on how uh, you started up a fanzine um roots of the swamp thing and uh, there's one of our uh, friends from one of our chat rooms that we're in who actually signed up for it. And he was showing like pictures of these like membership cards and the buttons and everything that, that comes with the membership um, of your of your fanzine. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And you had the website, rootsoftheswampthing.com on there. And uh, so I went on, checked it out, and that's where I saw your amazing collection and, and everything else that you're doing with Swamp Thing. So... I thought it was really cool. Wanted to reach out to you, have you on the show, and kind of discuss, you know, your love for Swamp Thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm always, uh, you know, excited to talk to people about Swamp Thing and spread the word. And that's kind of where the, the uh, fanzine came from. <clears throat> very cool. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I know Tap and I are massive uh, Swamp Thing fans. At least I know I am. Tap, uh, Tap's more of a Hellblazer kind of guy. Um, he's got his John Constantine going, but yeah. I mean the two go hand in hand. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan. Um, need him to come back into into more books now with DC's Rebirth. But uh, yeah, you've got. I mean, you who am, who am I to say I'm a fan of Swamp Thing? You are the ultimate fan of Swamp Thing, and I am very envious of some of the things you have. Um, but I wanted to ask, where did where did the love come from? Where did it was there a certain moment where you're just like, this is the coolest thing ever? I want it all. Yeah, for sure. When I uh, I got introduced to him a little bit later, it was uh, when I was finishing up college, and I was introduced to a trade paperback, and it was Alan Moore's first trade, oh, yeah. and it blew my socks off. And prior prior to that, I, I just don't think I was reading comic books that were to that standard. And, you know, I think that he set, obviously set the bar as well. But I read that first trade, and I think I bought the next four as soon as I finished the trade, and it was there the next week, and I plowed through those as well. Yeah, um, I mean, Alan Moore Swamp Thing is is the go-to. It's it's a book that you can keep rereading over and over again, and I, I haven't met anyone who's read it that said they, they disliked it. Um, still waiting for that day, I guess. <laughs> so... One of the questions that I wanted to ask, first off, since you have such a big Swamp Thing collection, um, I'm assuming you own the first appearance of Swamp Thing. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, that's a dumb question. (laughs) That's a dumb question, yeah. But no, 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 that leads up to this. I want to know, what grade is your first appearance of Swamp Thing? Ooh, it's, uh, I'd, I'd imagine it's like maybe four or five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's not no, great. It's, um, I, I'm not a big fan of uh, getting stuff slabbed, so uh, it's not graded. Um, but I, I would have to guess, yeah, it's probably like four or five. Okay. That surprised me. I, I was thinking that you'd have, since you have your big collection, I was like, oh, okay, he's probably got it, like, you know, in the corner of the room, framed or something, you know. I mean, I guess it's just dumb assumptions, but no, that's cool. I mean, I myself, I, I'll being said this, uh, I, I'm more of a man thing fan myself. Oh. But you know, I've started to read more. Uh, I've started to get into Swamp Thing a little bit now, just because you know they're they're, eh, you know, it's the the rival companies for it, and especially after mm-hmm. tapping Nova now, how much they you know they praise the character itself. So, I mean, I mean, it's cool, dude. I, I yeah. <laughs> well, uh, one thing that uh, excites me is when I have friends come over, uh, I'll bring out the uh, House of Secrets 92, and they can, like, you know, flip through it and enjoy it just as much as I yeah. can. Because I know that when I found it online, it was far enough back that it wasn't as expensive as it's going for now. But uh, just sharing that with, with fellow fans is pretty rad. Um, that short story, it's amazing. Uh, what came from that? How it blossomed? Uh, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing start for a great character. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, how did you uh, enjoy the Len Wein return with that most recent miniseries? I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think uh, I'm kind of struggling with the slow uh, storytelling. Yeah. And I think a lot of comics are kind of doing that same thing. Um, Every issue doesn't feel like a strong, complete story or a strong piece of a story. And I think that that series maybe could have been condensed into four books or even three, really. Yeah, no, for sure. So at what age did you start collecting Swamp Thing? Um, Probably my early to mid-20s, probably like 23, 24. Okay. And so when you, were you a Swamp Thing fan prior to that? And that's just when you really started collecting heavy or was that something where you were like, um, you, you kind of discovered the character at that age? Yeah. Yeah. I just pretty much discovered the character in my, uh, mid early twenties. When I was younger, I know I was aware of the cartoon and I'd seen the comics and I was somewhat aware of the character, but I 
was more familiar with the Toxic Avenger. And oh for yes. Some reason, yes. For some reason, my my kid brain saw those characters as the exact same thing. So I'm reading the Toxic Avenger, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is yeah, these green guys. This is this is what that is, and. So I didn't, I did, yeah, I didn't discover the glory of the actual character until much later. Well, to be, let's be fair though. You know, back when we were younger, both Toxic Avenger and Swamp Thing movies were showing on Sci-Fi, probably back to back to one another. So it, yeah. it, it makes sense as to how you could mix them up. Like let let's be fair here. So yeah, um, so you've been collecting for years. You have this enormous collection, so massive, in fact, that it's actually part of the now Guinness Book of World Records. How did that come about? Uh, it, it started kind of as a joke. It was kind of on a whim. I saw there was a couple articles I saw like back to back, and it was uh, one was the fellow with the biggest Batman collection, and then the guy who has the biggest comic book collection in general and uh so just for kicks i got on guinness's website and was reading about how everything was free the whole process uh depending on how you go about doing it and so i signed up for the application and you know two weeks later i got this uh confirmation back and they were like all right you can start the process and it i felt like i was kind of in over my head and i was like well i might as well just go ahead and do this (laughs) that is awesome so how many pieces officially are in your collection yeah right now it's up to about 1200 pieces um but when i did the uh to get the guinness record you have to hold an event um and it has to be open to the public and you have to have certified witnesses and all this jazz it's quite a production and uh and um when i did that event it was two years ago and it was at 757 oh wow, wow. so wow. you've gained quite a bit then since since <laughs> yes, getting the title <laughs> yeah. so what pieces are you well, missing that you really want in there most of them are non-us printings um and then there's a couple of elusive things that i don't even know if exist but mm-hmm. i've heard they're out there but uh i've seen no evidence what are what are some of those things that may or may not exist? Maybe we have a listener right now that may have yeah. it, and they can yeah. like, hit you up. Yeah, sure. So the there's supposedly Swamp Thing sneakers, hmm. and I've heard comparisons that they're like just old Nike uh, running shoes uh, from 1992. It came out around the same time as the cartoon. I've spoken to the manufacturer on the phone down in Florida. He produced the shoes. He's seen the shoes. And uh, he said they're out there. I've, I've never seen any evidence. I don't know a single collector that has them. And he said that the remainder, the remainders were sold off to, I think it was Family Dollar, who at the time was out of South Carolina or Virginia. I can't remember which one. Virginia. But that's – is it? Okay, so that's where my trail ended. I haven't the responses I've got from Family Dollars like I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, Red's from Virginia. Maybe yeah, Red can help you out. out. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but I I've I've read new I have news clippings um of of papers down in uh, I think it's Orlando area where where the shoes are manufactured because the TV show was produced down there and whatnot. And uh, in the newspaper, it was talking about all of the collectibles that were coming out with the populator Swamp Thing. And they talk about the shoes, and they listed the manufacturer. And so I looked them up, and he's like, yeah, they're out there. And, uh, but no luck here. Hmm. Now I, want, I wanted to ask, um, you know, stuff like even these sneakers. How do you find out about it? Because there's, for example, on your website, you have, like, one woman issue number 61 where Swamp Thing's sort of in a group of characters at some point in i guess like an ad or maybe the letters column um do some people point this out to you or are you actively sort of you know every once in a while you'll put time aside and actively search for uh you know the smallest appearances of swamp thing yeah every once in a while i'll uh, get a tip from a fellow fan but usually i'm doing research constantly um about every, usually every day i do about an hour of research 
uh, lately it's been quite a bit um, with like the the fanzine stuff. But yeah, I'm right. constantly uh, doing research and like finding different appearances, different places. Very cool. So is your collection then, is it, I guess, is it open to the public? Do you have like a little museum or anything like that, that like people, if they're stopped by your hometown, they're like, hey, I can go check this out. I really wish I had a public space, but right now it's just in our apartment. I've had a few people uh, pass through town and they've stopped by and I'm, you know, I always welcome uh, people if they want to check it out. But uh, right now we're living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is very remote. So Usually people that pass by have been uh, guys who are in bands who are <laughs> going cross country, and <laughs> it just happens that they're going to, like, Minnesota or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they can change the sign to the to, to the city to say, home of the Swamp Thing collection. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, so I'm actually not too far from you. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, and, and uh, I, we actually just got off the phone with uh, Eric Burnham, um, who's actually going to be at the SuperCon. I guess it's like a convention that you guys have there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I was yeah. talking to him about potentially making a day trip. And so, yeah, if, if I do end up doing that, I'll have to let you know and come check it out. That'd be cool. Absolutely, yeah. So I got. I'm kind of looking online here, googling. I'm trying to help you find these Swamp Thing shoes. I'm not having any luck either. But I did find some Swamp Thing slippers. Please tell me you have yeah, these. You, <laughs> yeah, you're, prob- you're probably looking at an image on my website. Um, there's two types of slippers. There's the plastic head fuzzy slipper variety, and then there's the like bedroom slipper variety, <laughs> and both are equally as ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, one has a large plastic. One has a large plastic bust on it, and one has a menacing, like I don't know. He he just looks like a brooding swamp thing on the toe. Uh, both not pleasant to I think child or parent. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's part of your collection. It's on horror fuel, but they're they're talking about you. So yep, that's. Uh... <laughs> No, that is awesome. I love those slippers. I almost want a pair for myself. Like those are so yeah, cool I looking. Made, I wish they made them in adult sizes and right? but uh everything uh pretty much every collectible I have of that type of stuff, it's all in uh children's sizes. So when people see it they're like, "Oh, that's so cool." And then they're like, "That is super creepy. It's really tiny." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that is awesome. So I don't know if you play video games really or not, but, um, you know, and the new Injustice game, I mean, it's been doing all the DC characters. They just announced not long ago that uh, Swamp Thing would be in Injustice 2. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a Mortal Kombat-style fighting game and stuff. Um, I don't know if you had an opinion on it in the video game or if you play games at all. I don't play video games, but uh, I have seen the footage, and it looks pretty impressive. I'm very excited to uh, to see, I guess, uh, full gameplay and and whatnot. Um, the moves are pretty funny. I thought it, they're you know it's pretty exciting. Yeah, between Swamp Thing and Doctor Fate, it's been very tempting to play Injustice Two, even though I'm terrible at fighting games. But <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> they do look cool. Um, speaking of which, I mean. You mentioned the powers, and I guess it's sort of something we can spin off into um, because uh, obviously I assume you've kept up with Swamp Thing books over the years, and New 52 actually had pretty some pretty cool stuff going on with Swamp Thing, um, specifically with his powers. I mean, by the end of it, he was creating almost like mountains of himself, uh, mm-hmm. multiples, entire armies. Um, how did you enjoy, uh, I guess, the Scott Snyder stuff and then moving into the latter end of the new 52 with Charles soul taking over. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed souls, uh, take on it. Snyder's was very exciting. Um, one thing I wasn't a big fan of was turning the character in a, into a superhero. Um, right. he, he's always willing to do battle and, and whatnot, but the wings and kind of the horned armor, it looks really, really cool, but it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it speaks to the character. So it yeah. felt like there was some disconnect there. Um, the new 52 was a funny thing because it, it really brought a ton of people on board to read Swamp Thing. Cause it, I think it was so exciting and, you know, Snyder helped to do that obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I know that 52 turned off a lot of people too, a lot of Swamp Thing fans. 
because it really felt like they were throwing away like a really solid character. Um, at least that's some opinions that I heard. I yeah. found it rather entertaining and like a fun adventure, but you know, yeah, I, they were uh, yeah myself, um, I, the Scott Snyder stuff, I actually disliked a lot more than I thought I would, uh, just mm-hmm. because he sort of made it, I guess I'm with you on the whole Alan Moore thing. And that was far more, you know, existential and sort of getting to, uh, the root of who Alec Holland and swamp thing is, but um, Snyder sort of kept it more horror-oriented, which I know is the origin and everything. But uh, to me, Alan Moore sort of redefined the character, and that's how I'll always view him. Um, I actually recently uh, – I'm sort of going to geek, geek out with you for a bit. I actually read the Mark Millar run recently. Um, I don't know if you oh. remember that one, um, which is for crazy. Sure. He sort of becomes like this god figure by the end of it, just ruling the earth basically, um, which I found really fun. I thought I thought that was a really good run as well. Yeah. I really enjoy when they uh, press the boundaries of uh, the character. And even if, you know, sometimes it goes astray or whatnot, seeing that stuff that Millar uh, tested out was really awesome. I'm uh, I'm in contact with Phil Hester on a regular basis, awesome. and I have awesome. uh, a, a number of his pages. And one thing that I really enjoy about that Millar in the Hester series is that uh, the stuff that Alan Moore talks about in Swamp, uh, Swamp Thing what, 52 about uh, being able to destroy someone from the inside out using their uh, plant material. Yeah. Hester and Millar actually do that in their run, and it is gnarly and gruesome. <laughs> and it's so cool to see that happen and, and see that play out. Yeah, um, yeah Swamp Thing, he's just a character you can do so much with just because of his powers and... Um, yeah, like I mentioned, the stuff Charles Soule did with him was kind of cool as well. Even I think he was on the he was on the moon at one point. I'm trying to remember how it was he got he just like the faintest hint of like a seed or something on it was crazy. That was yeah, that was a really yeah. fun book. Yeah. Yeah, they make it really easy to uh, buy into, you know, like catching a, a cosmic uh, gust out into space, you know. It's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that would yeah, that would happen." <laughs> um it, now that you've got, I mean, you're you're probably well in the lead here. Have you ever been interested? Has any other character sort of gripped you as much as Swamp Thing to make you want to yeah. start another uh, another record? No, not a. I would never do a <laughs> record thing again. That, it's way too involving, and uh, yeah, it'd be really rad if like some other person was like, "I have more." I'd be like, "Yes, that's awesome." But uh, <laughs> like, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, Ragman, um, Concrete, uh, let's see, there's a old West, or not, I guess not old, it's from the 80s, but uh, there's a Western book called Rio that I really love. Um, those are all characters that I try to, uh, being a completist, I try to get like most of the chronology that I can. Nice. And I noticed on that list you didn't have Man Thing on there. <laughs> I have a few Man Thing books on there. <laughs> In fact, you being a Man Thing fan, you'll appreciate this. I'd, I'd have to look it up on my site, but within the uh, articles tab on my site, I have a few Man Thing books because in the letters page of, uh, I think, Man Thing number two or number four, uh, someone writes in, and they're kind of being a troll within the letters page saying that uh, they are confusing the origin story of man thing with the heat and swamp thing. And the editor has to step in and be like, no, look, you're referencing swamp thing and no, it's not the heat. And, and so some people <laughs> kind of rag on man thing, uh, I guess in comparison to swamp thing. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So oh. your love of swamp thing has gone so far as to create this fanzine, um, you know, Roots uh-huh. of the Swamp Thing. Do you, do you want to talk a little bit about that, kind of what it's about? Um, I believe your membership fees, it's like a one-time fee, if I remember it, of like $10. So it's what it is is it's a fanzine book. Again, this was another, like, uh, whim thing that I thought of and talked with a couple other people, and all of a sudden I was making a book, and I was like, crap, I'm already in the midst of this. And, uh, but it's uh, over 40 contributors from around the world, and... It's um, uh, articles, interviews, art from uh, 
amateurs and uh, fellow fans to professional artists. Uh, I was able to get artwork from Rick Veach, Tim DeMolder, uh, Phil Huster, Bernie Wrightson did an interview, um, just a, a slew of stuff. The Bill Munns, the guy who designed the original Swamp Thing costume for the Wes Craven movie, I had an article with him, Nancy Collins. But uh, so it's uh, for a book, a button, and a membership card, it's $10. Mm-hmm. So that would be for the first issue. And I'm currently scheduling and organizing uh, the uh, lineup for the second issue now. So that'll be interesting. So you can sign up and still get that first issue is what you're saying. Yep, sure can. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I might do that because I'm a huge fan of fanzines. So Nice. Yeah, me too. I, in fact, I, uh, in, I, I'm uh, an illustrator and a designer as a, my profession. And so when I was laying it out and designing it, I used a bunch of uh, my favorite fanzines from the 70s and 80s as the kind of aesthetic and template for how the book would look and also how the materials would feel. So you read it, it feels like a fanzine. Um, I didn't over-edit people's articles and try to, you know, polish a whole lot so people could have their own voice like the old fanzines like a lot of those old fanzines see typed out editorials and they would put a strike through through a misspelled word yeah. and just keep going like i love that stuff yeah i think it was like an amazing world they they did a lot of that in there yeah 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 <laughs> so out of your whole collection what is probably the thing you love most in it probably the pieces of costume that i've been able to get from like the movies yeah yeah awesome. from the films what all, yeah. what all have you been able to get i guess costume wise i have two uh let's see i have uh a piece of the back and the zipper from return of the swamp thing uh film and i have two uh small chunks from uh return of the swamp thing as well and then I have a large decal that's about 12 inches um, in size, and it's the Arcane Corporation's logo. It was on the Jeep from the film. And let's see, I have a bunch of Polaroids from one of the guys that was on the set of the film. One of the prized possessions, I for some reason just thought of this, is uh, the original prototype sculpture for the Swamp Thing uh, face mm. uh, that Bill Munns uh, sculpted it using foam and uh, taxidermy eyes and teeth. Um, I accidentally stumbled across that, but that's the original prototype bus that he had to create mm. to show the producers. That is incredible. That's cool. How do you accidentally? <laughs> st- I mean, that's like that, I know, I mean, right? that's like fan <laughs> gold right there. You know what I mean? Like that is fanboy gold. How did yeah. you accidentally stumble across something like that? So, so for I, I use Instagram mostly for uh, communicating with fellow fans, and for some reason it, it just seems like the way a lot of people enjoy sharing. So this guy messaged me and said, uh, "My family and I are moving. I have this giant bust. Would you be interested?" And I, I looked at it, and I had no idea where it was from, and he didn't either. He had no idea. And, uh, and I just said no because I imagined he wanted, like, $500 or something like that. And so time passed, and he's like, hey, I'm going to send it to you. It has $45 sound. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking great. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> and, um, and, and so it just happened to coincide a few months with me interviewing Bill Munns for the fanzine. And he sent me a ton of photos of his workshop because he didn't have a good experience working on the first movie. And so he threw a lot of stuff away mm-hmm. and um, he sent all these, yeah, he sent all these photos and I saw in the background, like what are you sculpting? And I was like, man, that looks really familiar. And so I sent him a photo and I said, Hey, I have this and it looks really familiar. And he wrote back, he said, congratulations. I don't know how you could possibly get that, but that's the prototype that I created. And I was just floored. <laughs> yeah, wow. I can imagine. Whoa. That's crazy. <laughs> that is that so cool. Is, yeah. That is really, really awesome. So beyond original movie stuff, uh, do you have any original comic art 
Yeah, I have uh, four pages um, of uh, Phil Hester's work from some of uh, his pages with, uh, or excuse me, books with Millar, or Miller, rather. Um, and then I have uh, some sketches. I have some sketches and notes from Stephen Bissett and Nancy Collins, um, and it, where they discuss the sex life of, uh, of swamp monsters. <laughs> yeah, I love Nancy Collins. And, and, she's she's funny. Yeah, she's really funny. Yeah. And in their barroom chat, where these notes and sketches came from, the set actually drew Swamp Thing's penis. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see that on my website. <laughs> awesome. Um, how many how many like orig- original pieces do you have? Do you uh, do you ever? I don't know, sort of just say, hey, I want another Swamp Thing commission and, and get one done, or do you strictly stick to I, uh, official stuff? Yeah, I don't, I don't stick, I don't do a whole lot of uh, commission stuff. If, if I'm, if I have like an interaction with a, with somebody like a, like an artist, I'll ask for a commission or something like that. But in terms of like going to cons and stuff like that, I, I don't do a whole lot. Usually, yeah, I, I'll stick to like production art that went towards like a, licensed dc product very cool yeah phil hester's a great guy i've had a uh, um a few opportunities to meet him over the years and he's uh he's a really awesome guy too so that's pretty cool you yeah he's such a sweet work. guy yeah he is he's he's really really nice he did an awesome uh flash piece for my son a couple years ago completely free oh. just sketched it up and said here you go it was, uh, it, was it was great so yeah phil yeah, hester's yeah he's he's amazing um i'm actually excited i'm we're gonna be uh myself and nova actually are gonna be going to kansas city um in april for uh planet comic-con and yeah uh, i want to go to that so bad oh man you should phil's gonna be there again this year (laughs) yeah andy parks is gonna be there yeah there's gonna be like a lot of a lot of big names there this year you gotta come down it'll be a good time yeah yeah the lineup looks fantastic well, if you do go, let us know. Maybe we can meet up and, you know, meet you in person and say hello. Yeah, absolutely. I will. We'll keep updated. Cool. Well, thank you, John, once again for coming on and discussing your amazing uh, collection and whatnot with us. We, we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you for taking the time. It was really great chatting with you guys. Oh yeah, for sure. And we'll get, a lot of fun. Yeah, and we'll get you a link uh, to the podcast when it drops. And yeah, man, thank you very much. It, it was really cool geeking out we with someone that, that has such an amazing collection. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, awesome. man. Thanks, Thanks a lot, man. Easy, brother.